Today's episode of the podcast is titled, There's No Such Thing as a Dragon, or What a Children's Book Taught Me About Overcoming Fear. At some point in your life, you will come face to face with a dragon. And I'm not talking about fire-breathing reptile from medieval times, but a problem that stands between you and your goal. The idea of the dragon is used throughout all of history. The knight wants to marry the princess, but the king will not allow it. He cannot allow it until the dragon destroying his kingdom is dealt with. Now in our hero's case, he literally needs to slay a dragon to reach his happy ending. In our case, our dragon is often smaller and a lot more subtle. There's a children's book titled, There's No Such Thing as a Dragon by the author Jack Kent. This book revolves around the story of a boy named Billy Bixby and his mother. One morning, Billy wakes up to notice a small dragon sitting on the edge of his bed. He quickly alerts his mother, who brushes him off saying, Billy, there's no such thing as a dragon. As the day goes on, the dragon feeds on the crumbs left around the house. He quickly grows so large that there's no longer any room to even live in the house. By the end of the book, the mother finally comes to terms with the idea that there may indeed be a dragon in the house. Finally, the dragon shrinks back to its original size. It's at that moment that Billy Bixby mentions maybe all the dragon wanted was to be noticed. For a children's book, this lesson has depth beyond words. The moral is, if you ignore your problems, They don't just go away magically, they manifest, they get bigger, soon they will consume you and everything you once knew. From a young age, I always wanted to be a writer. I grew up watching The Twilight Zone, Uh, Rod Serling was the host and the writer of The Twilight Zone, he was the creator of it, and he was my biggest influence in my entire life. His cadence, the way he presented himself, and most importantly, the way he wrote, it spoke to my very soul on a much deeper level. The same way music speaks to you, when you listen to a song that it transcends sound, it speaks to you on levels uh, that you cannot even comprehend. That's what Rod Serling did to me as a writer, when I was enthralled by the way he would weave a story through our imagination and take us to worlds that we never knew existed until we opened ourselves up to his storytelling. And from that day forward, I knew I always needed to do what he did. I needed to be a manipulator of minds. I needed to share my stories and bring you into my mind for a short period, almost like a mini vacation where you're able to explore the recesses of imagination you never thought possible. So from that day forward, I knew I had no choice in the matter. I had to write. I was young and I was eager to start my career. I got older. I learned more about the world and its many ups and downs. I came to the realization that this career is more than possible, but it comes at a cost. The cost is the biggest dragon I will ever have to face. You see, writing for a living is a constant battle for attention. And not just any attention, but positive attention. I came to the realization that if I wanted to make a career for myself as a writer, I would need to put myself out into the world without expectation. I need to let the world judge my work 
which in turn is a piece of myself. Like Billy Bixby's mother, I too needed to acknowledge the dragon and face it head on, for only then will it shrink down to its normal size. It is with this knowledge that I continue to write, that I publish these podcasts, that I share my thoughts, that I show my talents to be judged by you, because my goal is to carry your imagination, even if only for a few moments, to a place where you wouldn't otherwise go. If I do my job right, you may share this podcast with a friend. You may just tell a friend about what you've learned. And if I achieve that, I have slain my dragon for the day. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you feel this podcast has brought anything to you, whether it's value or disgust, if you hate my guts, if you want to share this with your friends, anything you're willing to do to support the show, I appreciate it. Even if you can't stand it and you never want to hear another episode again, give a one-star rating. Tell everybody how terrible this is and they shouldn't waste their time on this podcast. If you have the opposite feeling, I'd be grateful. I put a lot of effort into this. But regardless, any kind of rating you're willing to offer, whether it's the worst rating, saying how terrible I am, or the best rating, saying you enjoy this and you want to share it with your friends. If I could ask you to go to iTunes and rate this, give it one star to five stars, write a comment about what you like or what I can do to improve, I would greatly appreciate it and it will allow other people to find access to this knowledge as well. I don't make money off this, I don't have advertising or sponsors, this is a project out of love. And the purpose of this, as I've stated earlier, is to share this information with you guys. It's information that I wish someone would have shared with me. I've acquired this information through books and speaking to people far more intelligent than I am, so if you're kind enough to rate it or comment on iTunes, it will allow it to get more exposure to people so more people can learn these lessons and hopefully pass along the same message, not even through my podcast, but just through their own personal lessons. People can apply this knowledge to their own life and use it as a catapult to move themselves forward and share this knowledge with their friends, and it's a pass-it-along mentality. So if I can ask you to share it with your friends, rate it whatever you want, let me know in the comments what you think, what I can improve on. Once again, I want to thank you guys so much for listening, and until next time... Lauren Bronstein out.